Wow. Shalom, everyone. We're it here. Works. It works. We're here. It works. We have real intelligence working this week, not artificial. We have human, human intelligence. So I want to welcome everybody to Controversial Topics with the three of us. If you're new to our program, it's Rav Jor, myself, Rabbi Yitzhak Michelson, and our dear brother, Rod Reuven David Bryant from the other side of the world, the other side of the glass, as we used to say. <laughs> yeah. So this is a topic that I uh, talked about with Rav Jor yesterday. It's been in the news quite a bit. And I was talking to Rod before we got started. And, and I got confirmation when a friend of mine stopped by the gallery today. And he, he didn't know anything about this, what we were going to talk about tonight. And he said to me, can you believe the dumbing down of the world? How, how people are just glued to their phones and they're glued to, to and people don't pay attention anymore. And so this is really one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic, because it's it's relevant to what's it's relevant to the news cycle that's going on. But I think in some ways we always have to discuss these concepts from both a good and bad. I think in many ways it's being promoted right now as, as dangerous and bad, and it does have some dangerous and, and potentially dangerous um, aspects to it. But I think there are also very good aspects to it as well, which I think across the board happens probably with almost every topic that we talk about. So that's why I wanted to discuss this. And... Uh, and I also want to talk about it from a, how, how it relates halachically, um, how it relates to what the Torah talks about, how it relates to the concept of what we call Hevle Mashiach, the footsteps of Mashiach, and, and the idea of redemption, uh, because I see it being relevant to that as well. So that's, that's my intro. Very interesting and very deep, and definitely we all um, experiencing these um, great new developments in the world. Like on social media, you're enjoying um, new colors, new shades of of beauty, and it's amazing. It's already catching um, the front stage in animation and in um, in creating. Um, websites and on like you can be very creative with it and as well with sounds but uh, like you mentioned and it's very important as well to warn people that that sharp uh, tool can be used against um, against people people's voice can be imitated recorded sampled and imitated and um, and someone can um, record or make conversation with your voice and um, and to say whatever he wants to whoever he wants to in your name in your voice and unrecognizable it's like super dangerous in the same time like a knife you can keep so many mitzvot with a knife so many good things you can do with a knife um, like to like feed your family and on the other hand um, literally a person can uh, use it to stab from the back so of course we are talking about the great power in the hands of humans 
<laughs> I think mm -hmm. I, I think we said it all. <laughs> right. It is interesting that uh, you know there's such a great technology that's come up, uh, and a lot of people are getting sort of concerned about it, and we should. But we also have to remember uh, that uh, our ancestors pr prior to us uh, also uh, had concerns and kvetched with all kinds of new technology and thought it was going to be the end of the world if it was to continue on. From the industrial age forward, there's always been some level of concern about how much a society will change. And I think it's very important to do that. Uh, as, as, a, as a society... I think humans are much more resilient than probably we give them credit, but that we also are concerned that we would become intellectually lazy. Artificial intelligence is sort of an oxymoron. It's like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> what is that, right? So artificial intelligence, by the very fact that it's artificial, it's not intelligent. So we, we should keep that in our mind. Will it do some things to transform our society fundamentally? And can it do it to the positive? Yes. And I agree with Rabbi Michelson that uh, these are all sort of, uh, what do you call it, pings on the radar of Mashiach coming. And we should be excited about it. But at the same time, we as a society cannot afford to dumb down any more of our ability to, log to, to process logically and to have reason that are, those two things are two of the key things missing in Western uh, education anyway. So could you imagine a society that now doesn't have to do anything but push a button? So it is a concern. Right. So when you look at it from, let's say, the good. So you can talk about medical technology, for instance. We know that, that Israel living here where Rav Jor and I live, that Israel is on the forefront of medical technology. Almost every medical breakthrough um, comes here. So from an AI perspective, the ability to identify certain cancers, the, the ability to identify certain diseases um, through AI, that technology is so advanced that it, it in ways it surpasses the ability that any human, doctor, no matter how brilliant they are, it surpasses their ability. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that way, it's a very, very good thing. On the other hand, you don't want to get to the point where you say, I, I no longer need a doctor because I have this artificial intelligence that's going to tell me what's wrong with me, where I can go in to a hospital and I go up to a machine and, uh, you know, the machine tells me... And 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 dispenses some pills. Now, so so that's on the good side. To to leapfrog on what you're saying, Rod, is you know, I was I was talking about this earlier that you know being in the galleries where I am, I get to see people come through all the time, tourists, and I'm always amazed, you know, as a people watcher and a people person, seeing the number of people. They can't walk through one of the four holy cities for 15 minutes without being glued to their telephones. I mean, literally, my gallery is right next door to the Beit Yosef. It's right next door to the place that was the Beit Midrash of Rabbi Yosef Karo, who's the author of the Shulchan Aruch, 10 feet away from my front door. 
and and people walk by there and and they're just glued to this artificial intelligence telling them what to think, where to go, uh, where to eat, um, depending on on all of that. The last thing I'll say, uh, you know, is, and I'll come back to the Mashiach part um, after I say this a little bit later, is the issue now is that it's even become a situation where rabbis are having to weigh in on this subject, where there's chuvot that are being brought, answers that are being brought. For instance, bring up AI. You have self-driving cars now. Um, somebody asked a rabbi who's very involved in this in Bar Ilan University here in Israel, asked him a question about this, about self-driving cars. What happens if somebody is killed by a self-driving car? And he said, it's interesting that you would ask me that question because I had to give a tshuva on that very question because a self-driving car killed a person. So what's the halakha? The halakha is that if that person actually had the steering wheel, it would go back to what Rav Jor talked about with a knife because the halakha would consider that steering wheel like a sword, according to the Talmud, and that person would be chayav, that person would be obligated. But because it's actually property doing damage, then it becomes like a bull that gores a person, which the Torah addresses as well. So it's a very interesting concept that's now overlapping into Torah and halacha as well. I don't know why it's happening to me all the time, but my mind is always like like abbing me and pulling me to talk about the conspiracy side of all those uh, controversial topics. Mm -hmm. I, like, um, I, until you find out that your conspiracies have come true, right? <laughs> that, that, it was, um, that it was only a way of uh, like... Um, expressing our lack of knowledge and our search and um, investigation for the truth. In the end, some of those conspiracy theories become realistic, um, unfortunately. There are very strong people, very powerful people, very wealthy people, very like um, stable and established in uh, higher hierarchies of uh, taking uh, decisions. Uh-oh. Well, it appears that he has frozen. It does appear. It must be the devils of the conspiracy side. As soon as he I, mentioned I bet you, I bet you Soros. <laughs> as soon Soros as he mentioned conspiracy theories, they shut him down. Shut him down. <laughs> if there's anything more that can confirm a conspiracy <laughs> theory... <laughs> Is he just got shut down in mid sentence? And we know it's and we know he's not AI. <laughs> no, he's not AI because if he if he would, he'd look a lot better. He he, and he and his uh, his internet would work. And his internet would work. It's great to be able to pick on a guy and he can't hear us. Exactly. The we love you, Rob. Is, the the big issue is is whether or not he's still speaking and thinking he's on and uh, or he can not. hear us fully. And we wow. can't hear him. So we'll just continue right. on. You know, I, I want to pick up on that because I, I tell you, it's really, it, it, this is really a fantastic subject. And, you know, 45 minutes to an hour is not long enough to cover it. But 
we should always be aware of, of something where somebody else tells us this is going to improve your life. I mean, bottom line, we should become thinkers and people of reason and logic and be able to know what is good and what is bad. But on the other hand, where Rob Dror was going with this before he was nixed by Soros and the conspiracy. Before Soros shut him down for bringing Yeah, George Soros shut you down in the middle of your conspiracy theory. I mean, if I'm you just would telling know, you. If you would know how much I was talking, I spoke until now. I don't know even how much time I, I, I lost. Like, I you just, might as well start I, over. I just said to Rod, I said, the funny thing would be is, is he still talking, thinking that he's on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you don't know how long uh, and how deep. But okay. Oh, it's, man, did you glow? For the benefit, for the, I, I, I peeled off layers on layers. Wow. And so it, like, it was like a few long minutes that you were enjoying uh, my space. Wow. It's terrible. Well, try so again. I, try I again. Will, no, the truth is that it's um, definitely better that uh, I spoke to myself until now, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I was focusing on explaining the danger of how the power of um, the artificial intelligence can be used against the population of the world and can be used by criminals, by uh, p um, people with power, with money, with control um, mm -hmm. to manipulate uh, Publics like you can, you can create a whole reality, fake reality, without a, like a third world war can be shown to the world in right. all the news channels while no missile was shot. Like when there was no bombing, nowhere, and a Holocaust can be seen to our eyes on on all the the the, the news channels in the same time. And it's all fake. Like, and we all gonna think that we're the only country that were not was not bombed yet. Like, and no one can know between true or or false. It's it's a great danger. Now, how can it be? And that's my main concern and question. How can it be that the maker of the universe gonna give such powerful tool to the hands of villains? to the hands of people who desire with all their heart, dedicated, never go tired, never never go slow, to destroy the world. How come he gives this power to the world? So I have a certain understanding on that, that the reason why we are even concerned by that and afraid of that is because we do not understand how close the maker of the universe is to us how really everything is supervised by the maker and we are afraid of people with power and we are afraid from people with authority and money and on while they are in 100 percent under the control of the maker of the universe that can shut them down in a second so the fear exists the threat exists the danger exists but not really, because the maker of the universe can reveal his power in time of stress, in time of real threat, that there will not going to be one person to be scratched and to be hurt when the maker will take that decision to protect his people and to defend us from our enemies. So 
when that wisdom will be revealed and our faith will be complete, we'll be able to see how all the modern technology just revealed the greatness of the Maker, the superpowers of Him to unite the world and to reach everyone in one time and to speak to everyone in His voice and to imitate all the voices of the world and to use all the intelligence that exists in the universe and to, and to use it and to form it into godly will and to, into purpose that will bring redemption and will bring salvation. Think about those tools to be used on social media by the right people to distribute and advertise holy content and, and, and knowledge that makes people righteous and, and pure-hearted and, and kosher and true. I really, really like what you said, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, as much as we should caution about the future of this AI and technology, at the same time, um, the world has experienced and is continuing to experience a major transformation that comes from good wisdom and good knowledge coming through technology and the internet. We're sitting here having a conversation with people all over the world. And when we go off and it goes posted on YouTube, hundreds of people will watch this video and share it with other people all because of technology. So we know that we need it. And we know that in the early years of the internet, what a discussion on halakha from the Orthodox community about, no, we shouldn't put our stuff on the internet to yes, we should put our stuff on the internet. Kiruv has exploded because of the internet. Rob Dror, your outreach exploded because of your classes that you started how many number of years ago you know in that small room with the students from the yeshiva and look what happened and so we have much i have much gratitude to hashem for allowing this to come about but with great uh with great what do you call it uh, uh fortune comes great responsibility and we've got to be the ones to pick up the end and turn this into a righteous uh, vehicle and tool. That's just my opinion. I'm so glad that you you use those terms because the 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 thing that I was thinking about after both of you spoke was the words responsibility and obligation. We have a responsibility and obligation. Rev. Jor, the last time, one of the last shows that we did, you you will always say often towards the end of our discussion, okay. We had this discussion. Now, how do we put this into practice? So here's the thing. We each, and it's not just about me or Rav Jor or Rod, even though we have reach, even though there are people that listen to us, each one of us that are listening have a responsibility and an obligation to grab a hold of this and to make sure that it's used in the proper way. And as well, the power to do so, because if we wouldn't have the power, we wouldn't have the access to other people's mind for them to hear us. So right. we need to believe in our power to affect them, as you said. Exactly. So, so you know, Rav Arya Kaplan, Alava Shalom, who was a literal genius. I mean, he was a Talmudic scholar. He was a physicist. Um, you know, he, he, he wrote so many books. He was, he was an expert on Kabbalah. I have the, the pleasure, I didn't have the pleasure of knowing him, 
but I have the pleasure of working with Rav Gedalia Flair, who is a friend of his for over 30 years. And so I get to hear firsthand stories about their relationship and about, you know, the, some of the things that he wrote about. It's, it's difficult to find some of his works, but some of his famous books, you know, he wrote um, the Handbook of Jewish Thought, and, and he wrote several volumes of that. And he talked about this subject. He talked about the idea of what the sages talk about technology and what the sages talk about as it relates to the coming of Mashiach, Mashiach and as it relates to redemption. And he said that many of the sages talk about the fact that the, the redemption would not come all at once, but the redemption would come slowly and it would come in a natural way, that it wouldn't come through miracles that what people view as miracles would really be technology, the advancement of technology. And, it. And, and, he, and, he, and he quotes the Zohar. The Zohar talks about this. The Zohar, over a thousand years ago, talked about the fact that we would go from the sixth millennium into the seventh millennium, and, and it quotes verses in Breshid and Genesis, and the idea that that sixth millennium would would correspond yes. with around the year 1840, which was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, which brought in the beginning of technology slowly, 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 slowly advancing. And, and we're seeing that this happens now. We're seeing the technology moving ahead and we're seeing it related to redemption. Everybody talks about redemption. Now, we have to be careful that we have to remember that it also says redemption can come at any time. So, of course, we have to be on guard and we have to be prepared for that. But what we have to do is we have to recognize that those of us that, that call ourselves believers, believers in Hashem and the Creator, and believers in His Torah, have that responsibility and obligation to see the writing on the wall, that when we see this thing and we see this AI to do what, as Rav Dror said, to use the power that we have, because Hashem gave us great power, each of us, not just those of us that are on a screen talking to you, but each of us have that power through the Creator to do good and to recognize that the right side has much more power than the left side, that Chesed has much more power than Givurah, that the right side has much more power than the Sitra Achra. When Hashem created the side of evil, he only gave it enough light to sustain itself, which means that the only way that it can receive more light is if you give it. Correct. If you allow it to plug into you. And so rather than allowing it to plug into you and giving in to our evil urges and our evil nature, we have to go towards the Yetzer Tov, towards the good inclination and that good power that Hashem gave us, allow that to overcome, to allow the side of chesed, of loving kindness to, to overtake us and to connect Hashem in that way. And really, that's the way we'll be able to use this technology for good and be the ones who help to usher in that redemption. Very wise words. Rod. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Um, with the... With the knowledge that you just gave for so many people and i i would also like to include the people of the nations 
who would have heard that and not completely maybe comprehended the idea that when when the creator brings something splendorous to the world as far as an invention or a technology it's it's meant to enhance the world now the problem is is that the inclination the negative inclination that is built within a lot of people who follow after that they're going to find a way to destroy things you you we both know that but we clearly know there are more of us in the world that wants to do good and be a positive effort in the world that we have and therefore i would say that all of the technology that we have we should obviously be careful with it and be aware of its pitfalls but at the same time where we're going there is a transformation coming and i, I happen to be uh sort of uh, uh, uh at a core element of uh what's the word for it not a pessimist an optimist i'm always looking at the positive side of things and i'm looking at the fact that with technology and now they're they've got these things now that they're testing called med beds that they're using frequency to heal cancers and heal ailments within the human body to actually repair diseases that are that are turned on and triggered by your dna like there will be a day that people instead of having radical surgeries will be able to go in and through frequency what do you call it uh you know uh, some type of frequency uh system be healed of a disease that i mean that is a miraculous thing and that's coming our way the research is there there's got good solid research there are even centers being set up in different parts of the world one of them is here in houston uh there's a big one in india that's getting ready can you imagine a world in which we have free energy for everyone i do believe that we can approach that day but we're going to have to push back on those who will want to control everything Yes, Yahoo, the prophet, the prophet talked about it. Yes, Yahoo, and then yes, yeah. Yahoo 35. The Quantum eyes of the blind will be opened yeah. and the, the, the deaf will hear. I mean, that's part of, I mean, Rav Kaplan talked about that as well as it relates to this coming of Mashiach and this idea that technology would advance to the point that that prophecy would be fulfilled by the advancement of technology, just what you're talking about. I think that if, uh, let's say, one or two hundred years ago, by the students of the Baal Shem Tov, the very high level in spiritual power generation of righteous people um, that um, are also very close to us from the side of time and history, and we heard and we have many testaments on the wonders and miracles that took place in their days, and not considered as legends like the days of the sages in the Gemara and Talmud, that it's kind of, or biblical periods of time like Moses, that wonders took place under his hands. Even in the generation of 200 years ago of the Baal Shem Tov and his students, wonders were taking place in their days. And for an example, a simple example, one out of many, um, many of them were communicating with each other, those great righteous people, as if they had telephones, as if they had like mm -hmm. uh, video calls, they were chatting with each other, they were talking and communicating and setting things. Like there are um, conversations between the Baal Shem Tov and the Orachayim Kadosh, like 
-hmm. how in the world one guy is in europe eastern europe and one of the and the other one is uh, like in in africa and both on the way to israel and communicating talking and planning their meeting and like no phones no ways of communication but really discussing it and and testaments of other people around them that they're talking like talking to each other while never seen each other face to face before so that kind of of communication of high level of of communication was only in the hands of 36 hidden righteous people of each generation like of the highest level of the most inner circle of truthful righteous and pure people around the world in earlier generations but today excuse my language every idiot can go into a store and to buy an, a smartphone and mm -hmm. to make a video call with with the friend with his friends and not only with one or two he can go on zoom and he can go live on facebook and 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 to meet like hundreds and thousands and maybe even millions of people that will see him now today we're going to call it technology back then it was miracles my interpretation to the shift to the change is that the maker wanted to reveal his power to human beings to people to communicate even though that they are in foreign separated lands one from the other he wanted to connect the world under one umbrella and to connect people back again to become as one person with one heart as one unit as one soul but because that our minds are so weak and our faith is so fragile and and shaky he had to cover and dress those same wonders of the true potential of creation to become spiritual into technology into nature so now you're going to justify the godly ability to communicate between lands Hmm. on science and you're gonna say yes right. apple um ibm macintosh you, you, you're just gonna throw names to the air that will ease your mental struggle with the fact that the maker's power is endless and he can make you talk to your mother that is 16 hours flight away from you if he wants to and you're not going to focus on the wonder of having the mobile connecting you to Hashem and connecting you to your mother that is in a different land. You're just going to be easy and, and stressless um, because everything is based on numbers and developments of technology when it's really only the maker of the universe hiding his great light because we won't be able to mm -hmm. stand that light. Like the verse is saying, a person cannot see the godly light and not be burnt in its in its illumination in its strength so the creator is taking few steps back and bringing few more layers few more curtains to block the light and for make for it to to make sense for us as if it's under nature now everything is good but the truth is that there is no one but him and he's controlling creation and that's why i'm not afraid to use the artificial intelligence and we're starting to making video clips and our first musical um clip with artificial intelligence is about to go out and uh, and see the light of the day in a couple of days from now 
and Bezrat Hashem wish all the world to learn and to understand how to bring out the goodness and the godly sparks within any modern technology um, development and um, and um, and systems that is being exposed to us and for us to understand that it's spiritual and that it's meant to connect us to the maker and not to be distracted by the shades and the plasters and the layers of separation and confusions of this earthen world. It's, it, it's perfect because mm-hmm. I would say that based on what you just said, that you could make the argument, and, and I think Rav Gamliel did in the Talmud, when he talked about technology and advancement of technology, where he talked about grapes the size of a hen's egg and, and stalks of wheat the size of a fist, that, that Hashem allowed the advancement of technology so that we could spend our time devoting ourselves to our spiritual perfection rather than focusing on that thing. So that Hashem gave us the technology so that eventually trees would be able to bear fruit continually and we wouldn't have to worry about that so that we could work on on spiritual perfection. And I think that's what people need to get out of what you just said. Like those amazing laser printers that are printing food. Now, again, you you need to make sure that that food is not processed and not poisoning the the ones that it's supposed to feed. Mm -hmm. But when you'll be able to print food with no end, I don't know how um, you can present godly bounty in a higher level than that like that right. is to feed a whole nation for free it's a it's definitely a potential and option that is being revealed and open for us so help us god <laughs> uh, yes i would like to share this hypothetical with you guys a hypothesis is that all right with you when adam was created it was the pinnacle of everything that god had created for humanity humankind Adam possessed a spiritual technology, Eve as well, and even generations after before the flood had a technology and an understanding of things that we've lost and we're just now attempting to gain. The unfortunate thing is modern technology and the internet and computers are all what I call faux technology the real technology is that which is divine and spiritual the ability that one like adam had to traverse one end of the universe to the next is a technology we can't even comprehend or how about the the technology behind saying that uh that that uh that um uh, solomon could travel on a, a carpet and go anywhere he wants what in the world does that mean right i mean was he was he flying on a persian rug or is that a metaphor for something bigger so the idea is that we pick up two-way radios and we pick up telephones all of those are pointing to the day that we are going to chuva return to gone eden we're going to return to a time in the future in which we 
we will be comfortable with all that with no problem. And we're going to become comfortable because of the faux technology that exists today, which we think is the ultimate. It's not the ultimate. The ultimate is when we're able to communicate with each other on the other side of the world, just merely through a thought process. That is going to be a phenomenal time to live in. Definitely. I think that with the development of modern technology, it's arousing and waking up, tingling our our like sleeping memory of our true potential like our minds are being aroused to to wake up and to to realize that much more is available and hopefully will take place in our days for the good amen amen so rav Zora, tell us uh, what's going on with the muna well Emuna is uh, the thing that uh, keeps me going and keeps many other people going definitely our project is um, on daily basis launching new projects, new um, new books, new events, new classes, new content. And thank God many are enjoying it. And we are so grateful and thankful to the maker that in this um, realm, in this crazy time, we are able to dedicate our lives um, to such a wonderful project as the Amuna project, as the faith. In the maker um, project so search for the emuna.com e-m-u-n-a-h.com uh, website and you can search for Rav Dror, um, on all social media outlets and you'll enjoy great content and you can join our um, emuna circle and friends who are enjoying higher level of services and uh, great benefits of being member of our organization and uh, enjoy the content and books in our store. Rod? Yes, I'm here, I'm awake. I uh, want to let you guys know the tip.net uh, is a great resource for all of you guys who are out that are not Jewish, who are wanting to learn more about Jewish wisdom for the non-Jew and how you can engage in the study of true biblical knowledge from a Jewish perspective, nativ.net or nativeonline.org. would love to have you join our classes. And uh, we have like four or five classes a week. We have books on Amazon, so we'd love to hear from you sometime. And I want to thank Rob Dror for such a, a beautiful journey and Rob Michelson the journey that you've helped me along with and we've walked together for a number of years now over a decade we've been walking on this journey and it's been amazing it's been beautiful thank you i i was just thinking about the other day i i don't, i'm going to tell this really quick story because i know we don't have much time but a lot of people probably don't know this that when i had no idea who rav drawer was i was actually staying in houston at rod's house Right. I was sleeping downstairs. Rod was taking a nap upstairs. I had just gotten off a phone call where somebody said to me, when you get back to Israel, um, we have a meeting with this guy named Rav Dror. And <laughs> I, I literally, Rod came down the stairs and said, to, and I said, Do you, have you ever heard of this guy, Rav Dror? And Rod said to me, what are you talking about? That's my rabbi. This guy is right, amazing. The guy. I've been listening to him since I was back baby. To Israel. I flew back to Israel had a meeting and got hired to run the Amuna Center for Rav Dror. So that's how the, the three of us were connected to show you how amazing Hashem is. 
and right. none of us and none of us is planning to slow down or to ever stop right. so it's only right. on a great shift of rising and climbing to higher levels and to reach right. out to millions and millions of new new people right. and 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 to be able to express our great love and Baruch Hashem, thank God, our honest knowledge um, with the world that is thirsty to hear the, Hashem, the words of Hashem. Amen. So thank you, everyone, for being with us. We're here every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Tune in again next week with us on Controversial Thank topics. you so much. Thank, thank you, you, everyone. Appreciate Later. your friendship. Thank you so much.